Well, good morning and welcome to this edition of Shelter Daily and His Word. I'm glad you are with us today. Looking so forward to sharing this time with you. If you are listening to us today on our podcast, great to have you. If you are watching us through one of our uh, streaming uh, services, thank you for doing that as well. We're delighted that you're here. We would love for you to just check in with us and let us know how things are going. Uh, We'd love to hear uh, comments from you or or anything like that. We've talked about uh, that we'd love to hear uh, if there's things that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to talk about them. If there's topics that you'd like us to cover, I know some of you have given me some topics. We're going to be looking at those things, and we're going to be planning some uh, s- future sessions around those. Uh, we're also going to be having some special guests coming in uh, in the near future, too. So there, we've got a lot planned for Shelter Daily and His Word, and uh, look forward to each one of those. And, of course, always coming and sitting down with you and spending this time with you. Thank you again. I feel such, such, such an honor to be able to do this, and I am honored to be able to present this word to you today and, and just for you to give me the time uh, and allow the Holy Spirit to use us and to speak through us as we share this word today. So we're going to be looking at Steps to Revival, and we are moving right along. We've got a few more that we'd like to cover today, and if the Holy Spirit leads us, we're just going to open the hearts and just allow Him to do this. So let's begin by offering up thanksgiving to the Lord. Father, thank you for the day that you've given to us. Thank you for the opportunity of sharing today. I pray your blessing, Lord, upon the Word. And as we, Lord, learn together, God, I pray that we'll grow together. And Lord, that we will take what we've learned and God will share it with others around us. Bless, Lord, I pray, each heart in life. Move upon their lives. God will give you the glory for it, the honor and the praise. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as I've said, we've been looking at Psalms 85 together. This is a prayer for revival. And we're looking at steps toward revival. What are the steps that we need to take to see revival? And we, we, we talked about uh, in the beginning of this where we talked about um, how do we know we need revival? What, what, you know, what is it that's going on in us? And, and there's, there's just things that you know, we need to do. Um, I remember reading uh, Charles Finney's book on revival and he, and he has a checklist in that book and, and it, wouldn't do you, it wouldn't do you a bad um, would do you a, a, a big favor if you read that book on revival by Charles Finney because he does he does list a number of things he talks about the coldness of the church he talks about coldness of the heart he talks about people where uh, prayer meetings are no longer being visited uh, where uh, other things are getting in the way of the being meeting in the house of the Lord and all these things he said these are these are signs that revival is needed signs and you know we can look around you know it doesn't take really honestly it doesn't take that much to to recognize that there really is a need for revival when our hearts become cold indifferent toward the things of god when we're no longer moved by the things of god that that's a pretty good sign that there's a need for revival and then we need to look at what steps that need to be taken in order for us to uh experience revival we want if we truly want revival in our lives we truly want to see revival happen then one, we have to recognize that there's a need for revival. 
We have to recognize, yeah, I need revival. The second thing is is that we have to recognize that there's a possibility of revival. Can revival happen? I believe it can, and I believe the possibility is there where that God can awaken our hearts and we can move into the next direction that God wants us to do. And And that means that we have to do things on our part. God's already made provision for us, but we've got to recognize that. We've got to take and we've got to do the things that are necessary for it. Then, then we have to recognize who the source of our revival is. Where does revival come from? Well, revival comes from God. We know that. And, and so we have to, we, we can't look to man. We can't conjure this up. We can't make this up. We've got to be willing to let God do that. And that means that we've got to be willing to understand the means of securing revival. What, what is it that will help us to secure revival? And we said this, we, have to, we know that it's prayer. We have to visit the prayer room again. We've got to go into the prayer room. We've got to get into the place of prayer. And it, you know, it, it amazes me we can do a lot of things. You know, we'll, and we'll spend a lot of time, a lot of energy doing a lot of other things when we won't do that. And the one thing we need to do is pray. We won't do that. Let's not be that kind of people. And that, and that means that once, but once we recognize that prayer is the, the key, then we also recognize that that when we go into prayer, that, that what happens is that God begins to speak to us about change. Change doesn't begin on the outside. A lot of people think change is out there. Change is not out there. Change does not happen outside. It's not external. Change is internal. Change begins with me. You know, it, it starts with me. It starts, if I, if I want to have a happy marriage and a, and a marriage that, that, that is you know, where I'm content and where there's you know, no strife, that I've got to be willing to let the Holy Spirit speak to me first, change me. I can't expect my spouse to change. I have to change myself. And I can only do that through the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will do that. He will change us. And that's the marvelous thing about it. I love this. I love the fact that, that He will. You know, if we are hungry enough, if we're thirsty enough, and I know, you know for us a lot of times, you know, I know when I get hungry and I have, you know, I get the, you know, the growling in my tummy and things of that nature. But I've never been to the point to where that I've been so hungry that I, that, that I would be literally ravaged. I've never, I've never experienced that. I, I don't know what that's, I've never been so thirsty that I just got to get something to drink. But you talk to the person that's not had a meal for a week or two weeks or hasn't had anything to drink for days on end. You think about that. You know, you can't go very many days without water. And all of a sudden you get thirsty and thirstier and thirstier. Well, this is the thing that the Lord's saying to us is that if you thirst after righteousness, if you thirst after me, Jesus said, I am the one. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. When you come to him and you taste of him, taste of what he has, and honestly, remember this, revival Revival, true revival is the outflow of the Spirit of God through the regenerative spirit of man. When man's hearts are, are revived, that's where it flows. So revival, if it is going to come, then it has to start in us. We must be ready to receive the full blessing of God and become the channel through which. You know, I, I pray this, touch through my touching, love through my loving. Isaiah, Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointed me. This is where it begins. Number six is important too because number six uh, step, the sixth step is we must remove the obstacles to revival. What obstacles stand in the way of revival in your life? 
What is it that gets in the way of you really experiencing all that God has for you? This is something we have to think of. We really need to think about this. In, in verse 6, again, uh, you know, the psalmist is praying, will thou revive us, O God, that thy people may rejoice in you. So the idea here is, is that uh, the fellowship uh, that we have, you know, with God, the fellowship of walking with God, uh, of coming into agreement with the things of God, what, what things, think about what things there are in your life that keep you from really experiencing a move of God in your life? Are there habits in your life that you shouldn't have? Are there things that you know, you're doing that you shouldn't be doing? Are you involved in stuff that you shouldn't be involved in? Are you participating in worldly activities to the point to where that they are literally cutting off the flow of the, of the, of the power of God? I, I've often asked people this, that I think, well, you know, what is it that is, that's keeping you from taking that step toward God moving in his, in his fullness in your life? And a lot of times, you know what, it, 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 it's not big things. There are times when it's just small things. Maybe it's I'm holding something against someone else. I've got a grudge against somebody. And here's the thing. You know, Amos chapter 3, verse 3 says this. How can two walk together unless they agree? That's a simple question. If you're not in agreement, if you're not in agreement with one another, how are you going to walk with one another? If you're not agreeing with one another, then you're not going to be able to walk. There's no agreement there. So we've got to be in a right relationship with God. What is it that's keeping your relationship with God from being full? What is it stopping that? What's the greatest barrier? Well, I can tell you this. You know, the greatest barrier to revival is a three-letter word. It's sin, S-I-N, sin. And you know what? You have to ask yourself, am I harboring sin in my heart? Have I... Have I harbored something in me that keeps me away from what God, you know, what secret is it that I'm holding on to that keeps me from being what God wants me to become? I, I appreciate uh, Celebrate Recovery uh, and, and the ministry of Celebrate Recovery. One of the things that they talk about in there is talking about the, you know, if we, we want to be, uh, we want to walk in power, but we're powerless, you know, because in ourselves we can't change some of these things but some of these things we have to recognize that they are there and I've got to recognize in my own heart that there are things that are there that are not supposed to be there and I keep allowing them to control me and I don't want to do that I don't want to let that be the thing in my life that keeps me from what God wants me to become and we have to recognize that and I you know it doesn't matter what it is I don't care what it is but it's something that you hold on to and what I mean, I don't care what it is. It, you can name all the things, but the thing you have to recognize is, is that you know in your own heart what it is. I, you know, if you're if you're in church, and and you're uh, praising God, and then the only thing you're thinking about while you're praising God is that I got to get out, hurry up and get out of here so I can get a cigarette. That's going to hold you back, friend. I'm telling you if that's if that's the thing that's on your mind you know you're you're praising the lord you're singing and praising god but then you're thinking in your mind man i can't wait till this song is over with because as soon as this song is over i'm going to leave out of here as soon as i i can i'm going to get me a cigarette if that's what's keeping you think about this 
I mean, are you, are, have you stopped to think about that? That's keeping God's power from moving in your life. You know, so while you're out doing that, God's doing something in here, you're missing it. Is it worth it? Is that really worth it for you? And it can be anything. Whatever it is, you know, you, you're sitting in the house of the Lord and God is moving and God is doing something and the only thing you're thinking about is, man, I can't wait to get out of here because when I get out of here, I'm going to go buy that new truck. Is that new truck worth it? You see, what you have to realize is that things can become sinful in your heart and it can become a barrier. And those barriers can keep God from moving in you and through you. You've got to be right with God. You've got to be all right with God, not just part right with God. God's not a God that he's going to share his glory with you and something else. That's not how it works. And we've got to reckon, we've got to come to a place of reckoning in these things. If there's sin in my life, and I'm not, look, I'm not here to point out your sin. That's not, that's what the word does. The word of God does that. As a pastor, when I preach the word of God, I want the word of God to do just what it says. It is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, the joint and the marrow, and it is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So I want you to think about that. Think about this in your own life. If you're watching me right now, if you're listening to me right now, you have to ask yourself a, a very sincere and honest question. You have to be honest with yourself. Is there something in my life that's keeping me from experiencing all that God has for me? What is it? What is it that's holding the power of God back from you? What is it that keeps you? And why is that? Why is that the most important thing when the most important thing should be God? Why are you letting that control you instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to control you? And only you can answer that question. You have to be honest. I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it could be. I, I, but I know this. I know that unless I'm willing to face the fact that sin is in my heart, and that I'm harboring sin in my life, and that I'm keeping those things there, unless I'm willing to admit that, I'm never going to see God move in his fullness the way I want him to. I'm never going to see it happen. I'm always going to be wrestling over this, always going back. I'm going to let the lust of the earth, the, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh control me. And that is the thing that Jesus said, I've come to overcome those things. And you can overcome them through me. But we've got to be willing to come to that place. And sometimes, listen, and sometimes it is important for us to be around others who have been dealing with things in their lives and we can together, we can walk this thing. How can two walk together unless they agree? See, it's hard for me, you know, to understand sometimes what it is that some people are dealing with because I've never dealt with it. But there's other things in my life that I've had to deal with that I totally understand. And I get it. And it's amazing. You know, I don't want to be hard on somebody simply because I don't understand what it is they've gone through. That's not God either. You know, and a lot of times, you know, when, when we don't understand what a person is going through, we tend to be a lot more har harsh about it than when it's something that we understand. But here's the reality. Just because 
just because I don't, you know, I, I'm not, I don't understand it, doesn't mean, doesn't mean that I don't believe that God can change it. I do believe that. And you know what? I believe in grace. I believe in mercy. I believe God wants us to walk in grace and mercy. I believe that that's the way it is. And I believe that God shows himself those things. And that's what he said in verse 7, didn't he? He said in verse 7, show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. Well, God wants to do that. See, that's the whole point. But you've got to understand is that if you're going to move in this thing, you've got to realize what are the obstacles that are in the way. You know, if you're constantly, you know, ducking and jiving the whole time trying to figure out how to move and keep what you're holding on to and hold on to it and still asking God to revive you, still asking God to pour out his spirit, but you're still not willing to let go, it, chances are it's not going to happen. Why? Because God is not going to be, he's not going to be your God and let other things be God too. <clears throat> That's just not the way it works. You're, you're living in disobedience. I mean, let's just be honest about it. When you know to do good and you don't do it, that's disobedience. When you know let the, to let go of it, and God's dealt with you about it, and to let go of it, and you won't let go of it, something's wrong. If you say, well, I, I, and, and here's the thing. Some of you, you're good for a few weeks, maybe even a few months. But lo and behold, that thing crops up again, and you're right back doing it again. And here's what you need to understand. <clears throat> you cannot experience true freedom until you're able to recognize that I need to let this thing go. You know, uh, many years ago, um, uh, Deal Moody heard Henry uh, Varley say these words. He said this. He said, the world is yet to see what God can do with one man fully surrendered to him. You know what Moody's response was? By God's grace, I will be that man. The world is yet to see what God can do with you when you're fully committed, when you're fully surrendered. And you're never going to know, you're never going to know what you're capable of doing in, in the kingdom of God until you have come to a place of full surrender. And I pray that you, like, like Moody, will say, I want to be that man. By God's grace, I want to be that man. I want to be that. I want to be that. Here's the thing. Will you, will you honest, be honest before God and will you begin to pray you know, for God to move? Will you begin to pray, God, move in my life and show me things? Show me what it is, God, that I need to change in order for this reviving to happen in my life. Show me what it is, God. Because here's the thing. If you'll, if you'll recognize that, if you'll understand that you know what you are you are the, you're your biggest issue. <laughs> you're your biggest problem. Uh, it's not, it, honestly, it's not anybody else. It's you. And it's you that stands in the need of prayer. It's you that stands in the place. It's you. It's your sin. It's the things. That sin keeps you from God. But once you recognize it, and once God, you, you are released from that. And and you know, that's why I said, I, I like, you know, like celebrate recovery. You have to celebrate your recovery. God, I, I can walk, this is a daily walk with me. Family life skills, learning the tools, getting the things you need 
to, so you don't keep going back to those old habits, those old hurts, those old hang-ups. And moving beyond that, then you know what will happen? You will begin to see and enjoy the results of revival. You'll see it. Because when you look at the rest of this psalm, and you look at this, this is so fascinating to me. When you look at verse 7, verse 7, then you see the mercy and God grants salvation. In verse 8, you, he says, I hear what the Lord speaks, and he speaks peace to his people. Right? He speaks peace. In verse, verse 9, so you see, in verse 7, salvation. In verse 8, we've got peace. In verse 9, we see the glory. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. That glory may dwell in the land. Glory. Wouldn't you want to, don't you want to see the glory of God? Don't you want to see salvation? Don't you want to have peace? Don't you want to see the glory? Verse 10, harmony. Look at this. Harmony. Mercy and truth have met together. Resurrect, uh, righteousness and peace have kissed. Wow. There's this, this, this meshing together, this harmony that comes. Mercy, oh my goodness, truth, righteousness, and peace have kissed each other. Look at verse 11. Verse 11 says, truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Oh, think about it. When revival comes, increase comes. So you, so you see this in verse 12. Provision is a part of this. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Man, so look at this. You got salvation in verse 7. You got peace in verse 8. You got glory in verse 9. You got a harmony in verse 10. You got an increase in verse 11. You got provision in verse 12. And in verse 13, righteousness will go before him and shall make his footsteps our pathway. Wow. The steps of a good man, Psalms 37 says, are ordered of the Lord and he delighteth in his way. That, my friend, is what happens when you take the right steps toward revival. When you, when you come to the place where you say, we need it, the potential, the possibility of it's there. I know it's there, God. I know it comes from you. I know, God, that, you're, that you, God, prayer is the way in which it will happen. I know, God, that when we, when we pray, you speak to me. It's my life, God, that you want to flow through. But in order for you to flow through it, I've got to remove the obstacles out of the way. I've got to let sin go. I can't let sin continue in my life. And when I do, when I do, I will see the results. Salvation is going to come. Peace is going to come. Glory is going to come. Harmony is going to be there. There's going to be unity. There's going to be increase. There's going to be provision. And we're going to see the righteousness of God. You're going to lead us down a path, God, of glory. Wow. Man, I want to see that happen. I want the favor of God on us. I want revival for Jubilee Worship Center. I want revival for each and every one of you that are watching me and listening to me right now. So ask yourself these questions. Just be honest. Let's just be honest with God and say, God, this is it right here. This is the stuff I've been dealing with, God. But I'm believing God is going to transform me and renew me and take me to higher heights than I've ever been before. I'm going to see revival. I'm going to see God's outpouring of His Spirit. 
I'm going to recognize that. I'm going to see it, and I'm going to live in it, and I'm going to walk in it, and I'm going to be the one. You're going to use God. I'm going to be the, the, the igniter, if you will. If you start a fire in me, I'll ignite fire in others. I'll be the conduit through which you can flow. I'll be the one, God, because I believe this, and I want it, God, for my own life, and I want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be, I don't want to be one of those people, Lord, that just know you in name only. I want to know you, God. I want to know you like the Apostle Paul said. I want to know you not only in the power of the resurrection, but I want to know you in the fellowship of sufferings. I want to know you. I want to be able to walk in those things, God, because you have empowered me to do it. And you know what he says in his word? Those who hunger and thirst, if you thirst for me, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, the taste. You'll taste it and know that I'm good. So, Father, today, in this, this closing of this psalm, God, of Psalms uh, 85, there are, there's so much here. What a wealth of information, God, about revival and how you want, God, so much to revive your people. And even though the psalmist asked the question, will you do it? The answer is, of course you will. Of course you will. As we, Lord, move the obstacles out of the way, as we recognize the need for it, as we, God, understand that the possibility is there and to know, God, that we can be the one that, through which you can channel it through, but we've got to be willing to seek your face concerning it. And when we seek you, God, you'll reveal the things that have stopped up the flow. And then, God, you'll remove it out of the way. And then from there, God, you'll order our steps. You'll show us right where we're to go. You'll, you'll finish what you started in us. So, God, I pray today, bless your people in this. And let them, God, let them take this word today and put it, Lord, not just to hear it, but to apply it into their lives. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks again for joining me today for this Shelter Daily. May God bless you. And hey, don't forget, Easter Sunday is just around the corner. Palm Sunday is right upon us. So if you're going to uh, make plans, make plans to come to Jubilee Worship Center at 415 North Holbrook Road. We're going to experience the return of the King. It's God's going to do some unique things. It's going to be wonderful. Palm Sunday is going to be a powerful Sunday. And then Easter Sunday, it's going to be jam-packed with God's presence. And you're going to be here. We're going to have a great time. We're going to see some good things. And then even following Easter Sunday, we're going to be having a baptismal service. The following Sunday at, uh, after Easter, we're going to have baptism. And it's going to be a great, great time of celebrating those who have committed their life to Jesus Christ. And we're going to be, so if you want to be baptized, man, now's the time. Check that out. We're going to have information about it. It's going to be on our website, jubileeworshipcenter.com. You'll hear more about it. You'll see it there. And if you want to know more, just give us a call. If you want to be baptized, we'd love to be able to do that, okay? So check it out. We'd love to see you. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord.